Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is our episode 103, 103. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. One that I've really been looking forward to. Getting well excited for the last month about doing this one. So tonight we have Jess with us. Hello. And Ewan. Hello. And Larry. Hello. And it's good to be back. That's my fault. It's been so long. But you could have watched it a few more times, I would presume. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> so, after Christopher Robin abandons them for college, Pooh and Piglet embark on a bloody rampage as they search for a new source of food. Do we specify that this is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Do yeah. we specify that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In case no, you know Winnie the Pooh, the animated film. It's <laughs> Would have been ten times soon. better. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say goodbye to Larry as we play. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his funeral. Bye, Larry. <laughs> you know, you're the first person I ever shown this place to. Why am I so special? Because soon we'll be Christopher and Mary Robin. Really hate that cardigan now. or whatever he's wearing. I hate all of this. Is that not fashionable though? <laughs> well, it's, I, I just don't get it. Christopher, we need to leave. The quality of my is coming down. Yeah, yeah, mine's so mine. So mine. I was like, oh no. Don't make me relentless. This place is kind of cool. Um, did you see how it's a pool? And that's enough of that. Yes, so, yeah, thank God. So this film was made in 2023. Um, it was written and directed by someone called Reese. Um, <laughs> And there are some other films in, in, in the offering, I think. I think maybe they're remaking Bambi. Yeah, yeah Bambi and Peter Pan too. Peter and they, Pan. Want it, they want it to eventually be like a possible multiverse where they all exist in the same universe and all going to join up. I think there was an it's, interview, wasn't it, where they said out, eventually they want, it, they want it to be Pooh versus Bambi or something. <laughs> Which I was yeah. just like, fuck me. I mean, in, in case can, in case sorry, in case anyone doesn't know the context for this film, um, was it the copyright for the original book, the original A. A. Milne um, book, which was written in 1926, I think. Copyright for that had expired, um, so D Disney had it initially, um, and now it was sort of free reign for everyone. And this is sort of the first film that took advantage of that. Um, so that instead of paying any kind of sort of rights to it, they could anyone could make a film about uh Winnie the Pooh, uh, as long as Winnie the Pooh wasn't wearing the sort of Disney um red shirt and no trousers, as long as it wasn't doing that, it's fine to, to do that. So, this that would have been quite funny if Winnie the Pooh running around with his cock hanging out, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the that's the other thing is that Winnie Winnie's a woman, isn't it? Isn't it? it, it this is yeah, it's, 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 it's not. Um, is it a, is it a woman in this? 
Well, no, I don't not think for Disney films thing. either. No. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a weird one. This one because I I, I do think it's one of those where it's uh, the idea is thousands times a thousand times better than the execution at least in so in my humble opinion <laughs> do you think so we could do something very similar and that wouldn't copyright this film i don't think so no i i, I think as long as we're not doing anything from the disney and we don't involve tigger because tigger came in 1928 mm. and that has yet to be um yeah yet to um fall away from the copyright so can't do anything well involving tigger, but winnie the pooh character. piglet and Eeyore, we're fine with. It's oh, good to know. So, this film cost a hundred thousand, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, a month ago, I recorded that it done four and a half million dollars. So that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Most of money. Five point two million. Is it five point two now? So we slowed, slowed down a little bit. Um, so the Rotten Tomatoes actually went down, which I was quite surprised at. So it was at four. Yeah. Now it's at three, isn't it? Yeah. And the audience score is 50%. So it's quite similar uh, to Possessor, I think, isn't it? No, no. And I guarantee wow. you, I guarantee this gets more views on YouTube than Possessor did for us. But yeah, I think, that's, the, I that's, think... The, that's the sign of any good film is that if it does better. <laughs> yeah. <than YouTube. laughs> I was going to say, I think that's because it's become very like popular and people saying how bad it is. Um, and also so then people being, so being, cu being curious to then go and watch it. My curiosity. Yeah. Got the better of me. And I, I wish I never waste wasted my time. <laughs> should we should we elaborate on the story of this? Well, uh, yeah, yeah just... please do because I've seen it four times, so I get it. Oh <laughs> God! So fuck me. I also own it. I also own it. Um, okay. I might even so... get the mask. I might get the mask for Halloween actually. So the so <laughs> so essentially, it starts off. It's like a prologue, essentially. It starts off with a, a quite a well done animation, actually, of mm. basically. Um, That's where the budget uh, went. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I would have preferred it personally if, the, as you just said, Lawrence, if the whole film was like that. I think mm -hmm. it was, if it was done in a sort of weird folkloric animation, um, which this starts off with, so that Christopher Robin's growing up with all these um, anthropomorphic animals. Um, and then Christopher Le Robin leaves them behind, and then the animals become feral, and then don't they eat Eeyore or something? Mm -hmm. do, do, they, do they eat Eeyore? Yeah, yeah, because because um, Christopher wrong. Christopher Robin basically like was bringing he was like made friends with them, was bringing them food, and then he went off to he goes off to college, and then because he was their main source of food, they then went feral again, ate Eeyore. Yeah. And then obviously Christopher Robin has now finished college. He's like engaged or married. Yeah. And he brings I his. I, I didn't like her. That was, she was. A, his, I didn't like any of them. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, they they come back, don't they? He's like, yeah, I want to so... introduce you to my friends. Yeah, Christopher Robin. You don't like that one. Oh, there's... Oh, there's... Oh, there's... Oh, there's... Oh, there's... 
Oh, that was so <laughs> dumb. I want to. I want to get onto that later. That was Hang so on. dumb. Before we get to that, so the prologue is is that we'll get the prologue, the anime <laughs> for it, and then Christopher Robin brings his fiance or wife to the Hundred Acre Wood yeah. in order to introduce him to her friends. But they they go to this place, this sort of like cabiny weird trailer park area, in which is like really like strange, and then they bump into. Um, it's in England, is it? In yeah, in England, England yeah. Um, yeah. near Ashdown Forest, which is Sa- Sussex, I think, mm-hmm. uh, close to where I live, actually, or well, close to where I grew up. Um, and um, they basically, Pooh and Piglet turn up as sort of pretty much like sort of bulldog breed Englishmen, <laughs> just wearing yeah. masks, um, basically. Uh, yeah. And then they attack, well, they attack and kill the wife or fiance. And then they sort of hold Christopher Robin hostage. Cut. I mean, then then the titles come up. I think it's uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, and it, it was weird to see the sort of weird, sort of Americanized uh, headlines saying of sort of Ash uh, Ashdown Forest and stuff like that because because that's quite local to me. So it's quite it's quite weird just seeing all that stuff. But anyway, it cuts to um, a group of. G- girls it, it's it's un- it's it's unsure how old they are I don't, I don't really know if they're teenagers or in their 20s i, I, I it, it's quite confusing they look to be in their 20s but... yeah but they decide to go to this sort of remote house in the middle of the hundred acre wood or ashdown forest um uh, and one of them suffers some kind of trauma because she was stalked by someone, and it was uh, there. It turned out which to be a plays man. no relevance into the plot whatsoever. No, ju- just that she has a trauma, and that's about it's it. All down to interpretation, really. If you like, my, and my interpretation is that this is dog shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm Hilarious. sorry. Larry, I, re- Larry, I, Larry, it's I too can't early. bring. I can't bring early, myself. Larry. Even hearing it back, I'm just like this. Just bringing back memories. Larry, you will have, have your moment of horseshit. It's, <laughs> it's an interesting. It's an interesting diversion to me because I, 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 in all honesty, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect that the narrative would go. From Christopher Robin to five girls we don't give a shit about, but it's yeah. it's that's that's how it goes. Um, so it turns into a sort of, you know, very, uh, to put it generously, a B movie sort of slasher concept. So you know, five, I think it is five girls stuck in a house, um, and they're doing all sorts of business. One gets lost on the way, and then she's the first victim. Um, she was the who... best actress in the whole thing. Oh yeah. And it, think, yeah. yeah, the the great thing about her is that somehow that you know, she, she she can whip her top off like really fast, and for no reason at all. <laughs> it's, it's just that kind of thing where it's just like, oh, it's a it's a slasher. Oh, we we need we need tits. We need tits was this, now. Was this the social media girl, the one that was like obsessed? Am I getting that correct? Is, is it the, the red the red haired one? Yeah, no, I think like... I'm just getting too confused. Yeah, who was the first one, and you know, p- p- you know, Pooh's first victim. <laughs> Some weird the things. To say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, the one. That that's later. the one. That was the one I was thinking of. But yeah, but this is the one that goes in a grinder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then Pooh and Piglet basically sort of. Um, when night comes, <laughs> they basically they basically hunt these girls down um, in quite sort of gruesome ways, I suppose. I mean, yeah, as you say, one gets their head run over, and um... that was harsh. That. And <laughs> it was harsh. Yeah. To drive as well. That's, that's true. That's true. Fair. 
I also I also wonder, um, given how good, how decent a state the house was in, it, it it's interesting that they've never come across that place before, or that the neighbours that were sort of lending this place out had never come across sort of Pooh and Piglet. I don't know why they just turn up after, or, or, or is it or is it that Christopher Robin just like sort of. I don't know, awoke them, and then they, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really strange. Um, and then they meet other people. I mean, that was another, that was another strange bit, actually. Just before they turn up at the, at the house, in that sort of cabin in the woods scenario, they stop off at a, a sort of disused petrol station. Um, again, totally ripped off out of, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This film really wants to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but in Britain and with Winnie the Pooh. Um, the, the thing is, though, I'm not sure, and I might be wrong on this, but I've never seen a disused a disused petrol station like that in Britain. I mean, you know, they're all over the states because there are large areas of land in the states mm. where there's just nothing, and there are petrol stations like that. But with Britain, it's a very different story. I've seen one. There, <laughs> really, there's one kind of local that's got the old like pumps. Oh, there's interesting. Super, there's actually yeah. there's one actually. Not, but not ha like how it looks in this film. But there's one. Mm. There was one near um, Wellow, like near Lanford, right? Um, where I used to live. And there was it had like the old pumps, but again, it it didn't look like Americanized or anything. Yeah, but you see, that's interesting because because I feel like wherever you are in Britain, you're not that far from a from a petrol station. I don't think. Well, I'm, I mean, I might be wrong there, but I, I feel very, like that's yeah. exactly. So I feel like that these. I don't know. I, if it, I, I feel like I've never come across that in anywhere other than American horror movies. And what's what's weirder is that it doesn't even carry the concept of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, you know, for those who, for those who haven't seen it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, they turn up at this petrol station where this guy helps them, and then later on in the film, you realise the guy is actually with the murderous family. They don't even go that far in Winnie the Pooh. Um, they actually do the opposite, where the people in the petrol station are actually helping out, and then it turns into a sort of um, like the end of Halloween Kills, where um, it's like the whole sort of group kind of try to attack Pooh, and then Pooh just like you know sort of murks them at every opportunity. Is the woman um, at the end um, that they try and save? Is she the one that was at the petrol station earlier on? Because I don't know why I, I thought it was. So. Yeah, yeah, I think because she's sort of the main. She's the one that's traumatized by that by that stalker and everything. Um, no, the um, the woman at the petrol station that walks in at the end when the oh, girls yeah, leave. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she becomes some sort of weird, like vengeful attack person. Yeah, she's the one who's like she sees herself in the mirror and just goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's sort of. <laughs> I'm so. I'm so I, the, the thing is, though, and 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 I was I was watching this, and throughout I had um uh, after I did pay for it. I don't know how much I paid for it. It Get might have in. been about four quid or something on Amazon. I'll send Prime. you four quid. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. But it's um. But what's interesting to me about this film is that it's been you know presented everywhere, and um, it was. I, I, I'll start with some positives first of all, because I think that's always always fair. I do, I, 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 I do wish all the best for the directors and producers of this film, mainly because they're clearly having a great time. Um, you know, uh, uh, firstly by by filming it, getting edited, getting it produced, and it's distributed all all out there. 
um and they're having a great time like touring it around and you know with audiences and everything like that it's been doing well and the director's clearly going to go on to do things i'm not sure how long his career will last personally but i think um i think uh I, you know I, I i wish them all the best um and the animation is good as well doesn't remove from the fact that this is a dog shit film um because i don't know if you have the same thing lawrence or even jess um but throughout this entire film I had alarm bells ringing in my head, sort of in and in neon lights, just saying student film, student film, student yeah. film, student yeah, film. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's just, it's so irritating when I have to go back to that kind of, because, you know, I, I often, that's often in the past for me, watching mm. student films. And, you know, lots of student films are great. And a lot of them don't look like student films. Those tend to be the best student films, the ones that don't look like student films. This one just looks so much like a student film mm -hmm. to the extent where you can see all the technical um, uh, mediocrities within it. So one thing I'm specifying, this may be really, really um, picky of me, but the scene in which they're all going into the sort of lobby area of the, of the house, the lighting is just... just awful where they're just the faces are all covered in gray and they're just not lit properly and it's just like this yeah. is just this is not even technically good this is just, i mean there are there are to be fair there are scenes like you know in the in the night when you know the fire's going off you know some of these are quite pyrotechnically interesting i suppose um but i was i was watching it and i'm, I'm just going i'm just getting more and more bored by the minute i guess um I stuck with the premise because the premise is so ridiculous. Um, and I do, I do feel like they could have done something better. Um, I, I actually really um, <coughs> thought that the first, the first time, <laughs> the first time that I um, was watching this, I thought that I was going to be pleasantly surprised because I had gone f about halfway through. And then it, in my head, I was thinking like, what a great twist it would be if Winnie the Pooh and Piglet like were just guys and they took off their masks and it was almost like we, we you as the audience are there like, oh, wait, what? So there aren't Winnie the Pooh doesn't exist sort of thing. And then at the end, it, you have the third act of actually having these feral like creatures, more like monsters. And it's like almost that these two guys have inhabited that to, to, to play off with the, with the story. And then Christopher Robin has actually been captured by the feral creatures. And I thought, Oh, I was in my head thinking like, yes, maybe it's too ambitious. And yeah, no, it, I was, it, it was, it was horseshit. I, <laughs> I, you said it perfectly. It looks like a student film. I don't know what it is about it. In set, like, I can't really describe this, but you know, when, you have a certain film which is on clearly like yes i know with the budget so you can't i'm not gonna hark on that too much because i guess you know doesn't mean it'll be good if you give it more of a budget but you could tell it was limited in very big ways by that but they're just like i don't want to be hurt i really don't want to be mean to the actors here but my fucking god you know when you watch something and you're just like you you seriously just take a second and consider what the fuck you're doing because there were like moments where like that it's just so stale like oh my god we should go into that ah uh, i hope you're having a really good time oh i don't like fucking petals on the bed um, <laughs> you know oh we're moving too fast and it's like and then eight like something like god it's so short like because in again 
my biggest, my real biggest issue with the film is the writing, because it feels like someone wrote a first draft of a script, and then went, oh, okay, fuck Winnie the Pooh, murder, murder, murder. Here we go. Don't worry about the actual story, because so many things either don't get paid off. Or so many things are set up to be paid off in five seconds later, where it's like that would be great at the end. Uh, an example being the the two the two girls, they walk into that room and it's like there's petals on the bed and it's like it's like hey, do you like it? And then it's like Whoa, we're moving we're moving too fast. So this is moving too fast. A couple of minutes later, it's like when all of the shit starts kicking off, it's straight away like I love you, and it's like well. That's something where if they had actually gone through shit together, I could have maybe gone, oh, okay, nice development. Um, another example, which I pissed myself laughing, but not even in like a funny way of like, that's meant to be hilarious, is it's that bit that you played where it said, get out on the window, and she runs in and goes, <laughs> she, runs the, she runs and goes, oh, whoever did this wrote that on the wall. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> like no, you fucking idiot. Like, what? But it, that's, and that's the biggest issue with it is that, again, the animation at the start, like, I thought it was interesting. And Would I. That a bit thought, expensive, do you think? Well, it depends. I mean, I do think a lot, like, a bit of the budget went on that. I mean, but yeah. then realistically, it wasn't anything that is over the top. I actually think that they probably hired somebody who's very good with animation on, you know, whether it's Adobe products or whatever, and probably has put that together. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, but I just, I just thought it was crap. Like, I just really thought that there were so many missed opportunities. I thought that the idea, like, it's two blokes in big, big, fucking lumberjack-esque costumes wearing terrible masks that have no like hair on them they have no like texture they literally just look like but they the clearly washing up gloves yeah the washing to, uh, up gloves you have to use your imagination oh no i'd, I'd be fuck, fuck that 100 grand <laughs> yeah i was gonna <laughs> 100 grand masks but like but it was like little things like their masks, they would have scenes where there'd be the camera really close up to the mask and you'd see the ear twitch. And in my head, I was sat there going, you know, which to give it, if I can give it a little bit of credit, I was like, oh, you know, nice touch. But it's so far between that you're just staring at this blank, dumbass mask, like, <laughs> and it's like, there's a matey under there, just I just don't know why they either I think there's a misconnection with the designs or I think that they should have, because again, at the beginning when they did that animation, which is why my head went to, oh, is there going to be a twist? Is I, I saw that as like, oh, they're animals, but they like a kind of humanoid. Like, you know, they're not just, not just a bear walking around that can talk. It's more like, oh, it's a, a creature almost that he's befriended. And now because he's left them, they've gone even more feral. But then when you see them, they're just two blokes walking around really wow. slow, like, what? And he obviously what? taught them to, like, read and write and stuff, and they could talk before. And took this bow of silence. Yeah. Bit... yeah, and it's just, I don't know. And I think the, the yeah, it just, I think Ewan said it best. It, it feels like, this feels like, I'm trying to choose my words very carefully here. This feels like if you just come out of uni and went, oh, 
oh i want to make a film we have we have a we have a budget with big question mark and can then I, can i go even mm. further than mm-hmm. that? can i say that it looks more like you've done you've just done a year or out of, of film at uni and this is and uh you said oh let's 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 gather some people together and make a film like a lot of like a lot of film students do um and it just turns out into something because again as, as you said earlier you can make a you, you can make a decent film or these talented mm. people can make a decent film from a hundred grand budget mm-hmm. the the line is whether you've got talented people involved now i don't want to go off you know dissing people who are involved with this film but the reality is is that a, a lot of a lot of the people who are involved aren't technically proficient uh, at, at what they're doing the performances are terrible the writing's really bad and <laughs> you kind you kind of wonder what director how how they direct this firstly how they direct this kind of acting and also didn't they think to do more than one take because <laughs> that's what it feels like i mean as, well, as you were sort of suggesting earlier it was sort of uh, and this yeah. this and something that baffled me was like just like and again i mean just to go back on it really quick i mean i've said this before on this podcast loads of times even with the films like in the insidious or insidious franchise or like you know the conjuring like Fair, fair. I can always say fair play to going out and making a film. So, like, hands down for that. And as said, if the sequel, because I know it has been green, greenlit, if they make a sequel and it's way more entertaining, then again, it'll be like hats, hats off to you. You've, you've listened maybe and and uh, you know it's rethought, maybe got over the writing, whatever, whatever. But just because it's like, oh, well done, you made a film. My head then can't just be like. Oh, oh, yeah, no. I mean, this was this was bad, but five out of ten. Like, I can't. My, I just can't. There were, there were just little things like set design. You know, you're in being in the woods, and you're filming in the woods. Again, when the film started, my first thought was like, "Oh, okay, is there going to be like a rundown, like really rundown sort of thing, like Evil Dead sort of style, where like." It used to be lovely where they all lived, but now it's no. It's fucking looks like a f- lovely, brand new spanking thing in the woods, Airbnb sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and, <laughs> and I was just sat there like, well, I'm so confused. Like, clearly they've obviously paid money to be like, can we film here? But it's so pristine that I was like, I'm so confused as to what this is, and it feels like to you know, again, to me it feels like to. I don't know if there were two writers or one writer or because I know that there there were technically like there's two people were involved, I think. I don't know. But it feels like they've sat some a group of people have either sat down and gone, the rights for Winnie the Pooh are actually we can do that. And it's like, oh, you imagine if we made like a horror film out of it. And then people have just spat ideas out like, oh, imagine if they fucking ate or oh shit. Oh well, okay, okay, okay. Christopher Robin, he's got to be in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if he ha- he's married now. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. And they kill yeah. his wife. Oh fuck me. <laughs> Whoa, write that down. You know, it's like oh, but well done. We can't, that's not a full film, is it? It's like oh, well, have you seen have you seen Evil Dead and Cabin <laughs> in the Wood? It's like yeah, yeah. Fucking love those films. Like, oh well, we could have a Cabin in the Woods where a group. <laughs> hear me out. All girls go there, right? One of them's got a bit of a traumatic past that we won't ever show again. 
and we'll just kill them <laughs> off one by one because that's all the audience wants to see. And even the main character that we're going to set up, fuck her story, we'll kill her at the end. <laughs> like that's what <laughs> that's what it felt like to me, and it just felt lazy. And I just it annoys me when like that sounds these... great. What you just said, perfect <laughs> film for me. But and I think perfect. I I think my the reason it annoys me so much is because there are a lot of films that go so under the rug that a lot of them where you watch them and like some of them are just shorts on YouTube. Some of them are like, you know, actually they've got a budget behind them. They're produced or whatever, and they never get mentioned. You know, there's a lot of bad films out there, but there are some that you're like, that's really good. Why is no one talking about that? And then you get a film like this where just because you've got, people who are there like oh fucking Winnie the Pooh fucking gonna hack someone's brain out <laughs> and then two seconds later like I, I like I was watching some of some reviews after and a lot of them I will say were negative reviews but you had one or two they were like this film is one of the best film 2023 and I was just like oh fuck off like go outside then Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Goes the real Ashdown Forest. I just want them to do bed. Like just, just if you're going to expand on it as they want to make it a multiverse. But my my genuine point that I cried, I was so it was so funny. Was I was watching the credits, and you know, like when you can skim through and you can just see, like you know, if you're watching it on streaming or whatever, you skim through and you think because my brain went, there's definitely going to be an after credit scene of maybe Winnie the Pooh because he gets impaled by a car at one point. Spoilers. Saved you money. Um, <laughs> but I thought, oh, maybe they'll do like a after credits thing. And they did the Marvel thing at the end where they're like, Winnie the Pooh will return. And I was mm. just like, fuck off. But this, this is another thing is that, you know, I, 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 I think people are sort of, I mean, I think there are definitely two camps. People who are worried that this is going to turn into a big thing and people who are excited for it to be a big thing um i actually think it it won't i i i think this has been hyped up for about for about a year i think or at least a year and a half um because it was such a crazy concept um and i think um it was a very sort of clickbaity thing on youtube where you could see oh look trailer uh winnie the and Pooh. it was all over tiktok Exactly. Then um, they released an image as well, and it was just of poo, like in the silhouette, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I remember we might have talked about it on here as well. Yeah, and I think, I think, since it's come out, I've not really heard anything about it, um, or at least it, it, it. So I think the press around it has died down. It's not even a case of so bad it's good. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the filmmakers were thinking when they were making it i don't know if they were just wanting a um just to have a fun time or if they wanted to make something genuinely good um it's, it's quite hard I, I i think i think there was some effort during those during those final scenes um just in terms of like how the sort of action was that sort of choreographed and stuff like that clearly they wanted to make something good with that but it's hard to know what they were um wanting exactly that although there was um an interview with the director i read where he was like um you know lots of people are sort of sick of so-called elevated horror people want to just go back to normal horror you know that where it's just it's just silly and, and stuff like that and that's you know that's a genuine debate but i don't think Winnie the pooh is the film to 
to kind of um, resolve it. I think there are better films you can seek out for if you just want a good a good time at a you know for, at a horror movie. Um, and it's just I mean I I will say this. It's not as it's not on the same level as the worst films ever made. So if we're gonna go no, into no, not at all. The if we're gonna go in the territory of Birdemic and the Room and stuff like that, Winnie the Pooh is 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 a notch above that. But it's only just above that. So That's like, harsh. Uh, well, but this is the thing: is that. <laughs> I feel like at least you know at at least they did some things right in Winnie the Pooh, but it's only just like they own they were only um, a few stupid moves away from being a completely um, almost unwatchable movie. And it's funny, I think Birdemic critically is rated higher on Rotten Tomatoes above Bird, Winnie the Pooh. Fun though, isn't it? It's fun. Well, I I, I have fun with Birdemic. Bird yeah. Too. But I mean, I, 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 well, to be honest, I don't understand why people love Birdemic unless it, mm. uh, uh, there's that the, there there are people out there who say that Birdemic is a genuinely good movie, and I, I, just, cool. I don't, well, just don't get it. <laughs> but, um, but well, Bird Birdemic, in my opinion, especially like when we did the podcast, which you should check out if you haven't watched it. Well, Birdemic but versus when... Swamp Lake versus Cool. Wasn't it? Well, we did. No, we all picked. Had we, Bird, we had to pick. It was Bird Demic, Bird Demic Two, Core, and was it Swamp Pave? I swear it had to be Bird related. I can't remember. But yeah, I think it might have been. But I think with Bird Demic, Bird Demic, I I will agree completely. Bird Demic is a f much like worse film. Um, it's barely even in, a film. Yeah, just, yeah. But, but Birdemic to me, and the reason I can like watch it and laugh my ass off, and but like actually get entertainment while watching it, is because that feels like a film where a guy has gone. I don't really know a lot about filmmaking, but I want to make a film. Let's get all my friends, like <laughs> let's get people I know and friends of friends I know. Like that film features terrible CGI of birds <laughs> dive bombing with sounds of planes going mm. so immediately as well. You get like forty minute, forty five minutes of, of pretty much just nothing, yeah. and then it suddenly like cuts to this. Yeah. And <laughs> so, and, but like with the, I think the reason why these sort of films, like Winnie the Pooh and stuff like that, because when I again an ex another example would be like when I was watching this, and my mind did stretch to Terrifier. But with Terrifier, to give it a huge prop, is that the first one, I thought, and I've already said this to you on the, on the podcast, I thought it was it was decent. I wouldn't ever... I know there was a huge... There's a huge fan base behind it. But yeah. I actually really preferred what they did with the second one because they were like, oh, okay, if that if you've got your first one, which is this is introducing, here's the, you know, the crazy clown guy and he's going to go, here's some kills. What I liked about the second one, where it kind of understood like oh well let's build like this lore around this one character let's add upon it so i can give it just credit and go well they they clearly are sitting down and being like well where where do we want to take this it might not be everyone's cup of tea obviously but with films like this i think that it just feels like I feel, I feel, I think it's similar to what you said, Ewan, but I feel like it doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to just be a, a slack B movie comedy sort of thing. But then at the same time, in other scenes, it takes itself 
really seriously as if to be like whoa you you focused on our plot and it's like no <laughs> because a minute ago i'm laughing my ass off <laughs> like yeah. i i and i think that's the shame of it so i hopefully if they are going to make a sequel well when they make the sequel they just hone everything in and kind of course correct maybe a bit well, before we get the chess <clears throat> i just had fun with it from the off i didn't take it seriously it was stupid <coughs> it made me laugh it was a film have a few beers have a laugh don't take it seriously oh, wait, wait, hang on hang on hang on, wait, 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 hold on hold on and and i had <laughs> a lot of fun with it are, are you under the impression that Lawrence, Jess, and I took it in any way seriously. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, what, I really... the filmmaking side of it, you are, and I don't, I don't have that because I don't, I didn't go to uni and, and do that, um, and I can appreciate anyone putting anything out there on yeah. screen that keeps me entertained, um, and that's that's the view I took of it, and, and I, I will watch it again. Obviously, there are the plot. There isn't the plot, really, is it? Um, and the writing is terrible, but I enjoyed it for what it was. In the same way, I enjoy Swamp Ape, Terrifier, all the things we just spoke about. Um, and that's me. You know that. So, like, you, you could probably pick films for me, and I'd, I'd love it all day long. And then you give me something like Possessor, and I'm like, I'd rather fucking... <laughs> I, honestly, there's so many things I'd rather do than watch that. Um... <laughs> Oh yes, it's really intelligent. Yes, yeah. look at the way they shot that film. Yes, <laughs> right, bollocks. No. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's going on? Oh, yes. Oh, you won't get it, Kev. No. <laughs> it's not for you, common people. You know. <laughs> Oh my god, it's the it's the atmosphere change of the accent that's getting me. Fucking hell, we need a poo anytime. So <laughs> Jess, what did you um, think of this film? I enjoyed it more than some of the other films we've watched specifically did recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you and I had the same with um what was that? I can't remember what it was, the, the ghost one. The one like where it's the Japanese ghost one. I can't remember oh, what that profile. was even called. Yeah, profile. What's that profile? That... Oh no, it wasn't. It, well, I can't remember what it was what did called. You, what, you made us watch one with. Oh. Yeah, with ghosts where they have to go on the internet and then they yeah, like, yeah. make the, the, the room. Shit. I had yeah. the same thing. Oh, I didn't mind that one. It. Yes. Yeah. There is a remake of that though, isn't there? American. Yeah, there's, there, there's an American remake. Yeah. yeah. Shot. Always. Um, but yeah, I didn't just I feel the same way as Larry and Ewan. Oh. But most of it. <laughs> but I I didn't hate it. It was funny. It was parts. funny. It was very funny. Um and yeah, as I say, more enjoyable than some films I've seen, but it yeah. It can I ask? Funny. Can yeah. I ask? When you um when you say funny. Mm-hmm. Did you laugh like at the 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 like the jokes in the film? Like you know, like oh, oh no, it was, it was funny because it was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like in part, you know. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'll give them credit. They made a film and they've made money from it, and I hope they use that money and hire good people to do their lighting and things next time. Mm. 
Yeah. If you're watching and you did the lighting, I'm sorry. <laughs> just all watching it now, just like Listen, they know. That's what they I'm worried know. about. Probably <laughs> one person did it all. The, the, they they know if they mm. didn't do it technically. This is like like again, what happened with like Lawrence and I at university? You'd make a film and you'd screen it in front of everyone. And when you screen it in front of everyone, you know the mistakes you made. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm counting on the fact that all the technical mistakes made in Winnie the Pooh, the technical people involved know they made mistakes. And, um, but it's also a thing as well to add on to that. Like, not to, like, you know, if any of them are, were watching or whatever, or like, I don't know. The thing is, is that that's that it's just the same as any art. You are you're gonna have people who love your work and you're gonna have people who don't. I remember when we did our screenings and we put a film up, you, you like similar to like how you said you'd know the problems of your film, but you also weren't let off with other people telling you certain things, like you know, like oh, that the lighting there, I didn't like it, you know. And you just it's one of those things where you just you take it on board and then your next project or whatever, you kind of go, right, okay, well, I'll yeah. work on that. Yeah, and that's and that's true. But when it's unambiguously bad, it's mm. kind of difficult to to come back from. You, like like you you know again, as I say, you know when you've done wrong. It, it's, it's different from say, I'm not entirely sure if that lighting works dramatically with that scene. That's a different kind of uh, thing. Whereas if it's not actually technically right, it's yeah, yeah. it's something that's that's not. So I've just read that um, the next film is hoping to be February next year. With a so, budget five times larger. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're pacing themselves again. <laughs> yeah, which does worry me when it comes to the writing. It's like how much time and effort have they actually put into writing this? If it's so they didn't, they didn't say, sorry, they really quick though, they did say, like, because it's in the interview, I don't know if it's the same one that they're quoting, but they were like, oh, our budget's f five times bigger and we're going to kill hundreds and hundreds of people. Oh. And then they and then they were like, um, oh, there's other there's other players. Like I don't know if they mean the cast. They m must mean the cast of Winnie the Pooh, but they're adding more in. To when which they, I was, yeah, when, no. When they say five times bigger, it's only still five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, which isn't that much. Uh, and they're gonna go full on with it. They might as well keep to a small length, but make it better in that small, but small I'm, compact. I'm, space i'm worried as well that when they say like oh we've got a bigger budget we're, we're going in for it we're going to kill hundreds of people my worry is like don't worry about that worry about your story like if you get a good script anything will follow like i don't just need to see a hundred people get killed and have still a terrible story where it's just like i don't know another group of friends go back and they're like whoa we there's all the remnants of what happened from the last film and i swear to god if it's something like that i just can't be asked with it because it's just always this it's just the trope now of films of horror like low budget horror films where it's like a group of friends going to the cabin in the woods and it's just like fuck i get it you watched <laughs> evil dead <laughs> or they watch cabin in the woods it's like oh yeah. that's, that's that's a genre apparently <laughs> but cabin in the woods was fucking like yeah. It's actually it did something different with the genre. Yeah, it was funny but serious at times. Like I don't know, it's fucking hell. Yeah, let's rate it. Let's rate right. it. Let's rate <laughs> it and move on. Let's get it over with. This is the <laughs> longest we've ever spoken about a film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give it uh, seven. 
because I enjoyed it and I had fun with it. And that's what I wanted from it. Okay. <laughs> for those listening, it's just, it's just in his it, it, fingers in his eyes. Sort of uh, Larry, how did you uh, write this film? What did I give Conjuring 2? This is what I'm trying around. to think. Because yeah. Conjuring 2, I, I really don't like that film. But technically, on a technical standpoint, it's fine. Like, you know, from that sort of thing. So I think I... Yeah. Well, I'll, 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 I'll bump up all of my conjurings by one, and I'll give this a one. Okay. Because I laughed, and parts made me unironically just piss myself laughing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I hope, I hope that if that with their sequel, they, they, they change those issues that we've discussed. How about you? In. Um, it was initially going to be a three, but after talking for. At length about it, I think it's got to be a two for me. Um, if Birdemic is a one, or maybe even a zero, maybe Birdemic, I, th- I think um, it's just, I just, I, I, I agree. There is some entertainment value in watching Pooh and Piglet savage a bunch of young women that, you know, that that is, you know, in its own way entertaining, even if it's slightly misogynistic. It's, it's, it's quite entertaining. But once that once that concept is exhausted, it's it, I, I just don't find it that fun anymore. Um, oh, so, I loved yeah. it the way they mixed up at the end with a group of blokes who uh, try to attack him as well. Yeah, and it, uh, for, for an invincible slasher who can't be killed, there's no oh, there's was, no. That was the no best con- part. That was just... There's no conflict there. Yeah, and also I just remembered as well, Pooh can control bees. Yeah, bees. <laughs> I love that. That's in my note. They threw some bees at him. Off they went. I forgot that. Mind control. He's got mind control. But then what can Piglet do? He controls the pigs. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. That's what I mean by there's clearly a writer's room. And someone was just like, fuck, Boo can control. I bet there was a bit of this going on as well. Boo can fucking control. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jess, what are you writing it? Three. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah not, not too bad for Jess. Mm. Well, Dan's what? not here tonight. I don't know if we do his hot pick or not. What does the average come to then? Was it one, two, three, seven? <laughs> so what four? I don't know. Well, that's decent. So no, seven, <laughs> three, ten, fourteen, three and a half, three and a half bonus. It's not bad, is it? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> not bad at all. Shall we do Ben's hot pick? We'll save it. What, what are you thinking? I ca- cannot remember. I'm not going to lie. I feel really bad. It but... was. It was the loved ones, an Australian horror, and I really liked it. Actually, I'd like you. You should watch it, Larry, because I think you'd like it. I, I, we talked about this on the last one. I was going to, but I think just because obviously where we pushed back. I think I just generally have just forgot. So yeah, I like, maybe I'll save it. List. Maybe I'll yeah. save it for the next one because I think I own it now, like many dance hot picks. Um, okay, I'm gonna do that um trailer thing. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Oh, you bastards! Why are you torturing me like this? Why? Okay, <laughs> and I'll just pick. I just pick a trailer. So. Here we go. 
not poo. <laughs> I can see the fear in your eyes. You saw something you can't explain. This way, rookie. Call's been rerouted to the new station. So it should be quiet. There's an emergency, the station's number's on the desk. Shall be fine. Hello? It's Pooh. <laughs> I told us that Captain Lauren's daughter would be joining the department. Yes, sir. Just want to work where my father worked, even if it's for one night. He was a hero. Until he wasn't, you know. Lanford Police Department. You don't know Lanford. Your daddy started something very important. Tonight we're going to just give the whole plot away. <laughs> the Temple Baron will bring forth the Low God. So. It looks oh. alright. Where, where is it? So, Matt, it's called Malum. I think that's how you say it. A rookie police officer willingly takes the last shift at a newly decommissioned police station in an attempt to uncover the mysterious connection between her father's death and a vicious cult. So, looks an interesting one. I was going through all, all the trailers. I probably need to watch that one a bit bit more, but looks a bit of fun. Obviously, I've watched the whole thing, but we haven't got five minutes to give away the whole plot. Um, so, yeah, might be worth a watch, that one. Probably end up on Shudder or something, I suppose. Um, yeah, decent. There you go. So, shall we move on to what we watched this week? Yep. What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Oh, God, you that made me laugh. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, shall we move on to what we watched this week? The thing came up, but your audio came through just a sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. I was literally like, <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> okay, obviously it's been a month. Um, I did go and see a band called Eels at Southampton Guildhall, and I had a lot of fun with that. Took my nipple with me. I don't know if any of you know what who Eels are. Probably not. Too young. Um, but that oh was, no, that was fantastic. Are you, are you still there, Larry? I think Larry's died. Ah. <laughs> Larry! <laughs> noises. It's because you're uh, you This has okay. always happened. Right, okay. It's when the trailers happen, I tell you. It's a curse. Well, I anyway, won't play I more. So, uh, I've got one more to play, actually. I wouldn't mind playing. No! Oh, <laughs> you're going to kill him off. Yeah, please, no. We're so close oh, to the okay. end. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I watched Insidious 1, 2, 3, and 4. You know what they are. Um, only because I've been watching the trailer for the fifth one, so I went through all those. I like them all. Well, the second one, not so good, but like, like I've I have fun with them, especially the third one. Um, I watched Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, which I don't is actually quite one. it's quite good. That was on, I think Amazon was offering is it Paramount? They're offering a week for nothing. Um, 
and like orphans on there, the new one, and and that's on there. So if you want seven days free, jump on that because there are a few films on there. Um, I really enjoy Paranormal Activity actually. I think I I, I, I I like the first two, and then I think they dropped off. Yeah, this one is is different, and I think it is actually quite entertaining. It's set at uh, Amish. Are they Amish people? I don't know. Is that how you say yeah, it? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. set like Amish. Yeah, somewhere like that. They just wear kind of old-fashioned clothes and sing songs a lot. Um, I watched The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. I think it's a Hammer film. I don't know if any of you have ever seen that. It's no. a, um, From the 70s or something, is it? Well, yeah, and it's set in China, um, and it's got Kung Fu in it and, and vampires and Peter Cushing, and, and it's great. It's Again, I sit there on the put it on the big screen and, and, and watch that and just relax and it's fun. So um I think that's about it really, because as I can't play any trailers. That that was about it. So oh I did go and watch a film a couple of days ago. Evil Dead Rise. Mm. Um I that's my favourite film of the year so far. I think I'm going again next week to the cinema to see it because my mate wants to see it. Um, and I took my dad to watch it. And have you have you guys seen it? Yeah? Not yet, no. Okay. There are scenes in it. I'm in the cinema and there's... This is typical, right? So we go at half 12. So I book two seats for me and my dad. And guess what? There's two people in the cinema. It's right next to them. So... Uh, we move kind of to the back and it's those nice seats that are kind of reclined and stuff. Um, so watch that. But there are scenes in it that just made me laugh out loud. And and I don't know if, if I upset the people in front of me, but when, <laughs> when there's, there's, certain, there's certain kill scenes, or not kill scenes, but the, you know, the scenes where it's very violent, like the scissors, Larry, that just... Mm. It's just so much fun. I, I think they got so much right with that film. Mm. Um, I think it's a lot like 85 rotten at the moment. It's been rated very well, actually. I, I, I haven't seen it myself, but apparently it's a great cinema it's a good film. Because I think I think after after the Evil Dead remake in what 2013, um, this is great. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of well, a, a lot of people didn't like it, and I think a lot of people were worried that this one wouldn't would be just another uh, try and i think a lot of critics were surprised that it was actually really really good um but I, again I, I, you've seen it haven't you larry yeah i was gonna say um you've got the extended uh, version haven't we didn't we buy that both of us yeah and i thought you meant of this one i was like oh yeah no we ain't got this <laughs> new one yeah yeah of course i do <laughs> <laughs> um no I, I, it's up to you if if i probably i can go next if you want because then i can just roll on from what you thought of it i would like then... to do this as a main feature though at some point yeah um when the other yeah time, you guys have watched it i um yeah so i sat with, with my picks i guess and um yeah i so i saw evil dead rise i've seen it twice yeah um yeah it was it was really really good i was pleasantly surprised um I think one thing that I really appreciated about it because I was really worried when I was going into it because I had a lot of people going, especially like online or just like writing, whether it's in a comment or reading a news article when you're building yourself up for it. Oh, I wonder what 
first reactions and then people there going like oh this is another remake and i was like oh i, I was like why why remake? like you might the 2013 one was in my opinion fantastic but you just need to continue with the story and then obviously watching the trailers and stuff of a different book I was a bit worried then because I was like, "Shit, they are just going to re- reboot." So it. this book, that this book's not in any of the other films, is it? Yeah, I thought there's now three books. I, I thought this book um, so in from... the other movies yet, unless it was in Army of Darkness. Yeah, it was. So in um, Army of Darkness, at the end, he there are three books, yeah. and he's like, you know, two were not real though. Frankly. No, they're they're there's three Necronomicons, and then they've. Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, when they did 2013 one, they were very much like, oh, this is, you know, we still take into account the old films. You can still say they happen, but this is very much a new set of stories that we want to tell. So the 2013 one came out, and then this one's come out, and what I love about it is without... I mean, it's not a spoiler, but because it, it's it's literally in the marketing, but they basically... This is one... The 2013 book is one book, this book is the a second book, and then they're going to make another one, which in, is with the third book. And then I hope, hoping, fingers crossed, they put them all together, uh, have some characters return, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, I, I gave it like I think I wrote it in the group chat. I gave it a nine out of ten. I know I gave twenty thirteen ten out of ten. And my only issue with it, generally, was I think they could have gone a bit more with certain stuff. That's all. Like, you can tell that they've sat down and they've gone like, oh, twenty thirteen. We that was very. Also, sorry to interrupt. The the twenty thirteen that one that you're referring to is that the original or the extended? Because we tend to make that differentiation. The, it, well, I I always talk about the extended, yeah. but I thought that the original when I first saw that anyway, I was like, this is great. Um, in terms of like gore and stuff, the extended does give you more. Um, but it's still very much like you still get a similar level. Not that much more though, is it? No, that's what I mean. Like it gives you, it gives you more. Where you're like, you know, especially I talked about this when it was me and Kev doing it. Uh, we've revisited. One thing I didn't like was that they didn't even include the chainsaw really in the original cut. Whereas in the extended, it's used actually in the film. Um, but yeah, th- my only criticism was um, I thought that the there were scenes in it where they added a bit of CGI where I was like, just do practical. Like we, we've, we gathered that now from the 2013 one that you can do it. So just do it. Um, but then also there were levels where I was like, just go more. I was like, go, go really ham with it. There are some really creative shots. Um, I love the door looking through the door. Um, yeah. The sound thing. was amazing. I thought. Yeah. 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 It was incredible. And the, the acting as well was just as good, but I yeah. thought, think what held it up was the story. Um, I really liked taking out of the cabin in the woods and I liked the family element. Um, so yeah, that was one film I saw. Uh, second film I saw was Speak No Evil. Um, Ewan, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend it highly. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, I want to say Norwegian. Norwegian. <laughs> I think that's what I've just said, but I know that's no, not what Norwegian. I mean. Norwegian. Norwegian. No, I was thinking, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Nordic, but yeah. it's no. I think it's a Norwegian film. I'm I'm probably got that so fucking wrong. But it's either that or Swedish. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was it was yeah, really good, really good. If you want to watch a thriller, it's foreign language, and I know they're talking about making a an American remake of it with um, James McAvoy in the lead. Oh, wow. 
Um, but it's I can't really say much about it because it would just spoil the whole thing. But it's it's honestly I would highly recommend it. Um, the ending made me feel literally sick, which I was just <laughs> like, "Fuck me, this is a great twist that I haven't seen in films." Is for this a, long a new time. film? Is it newish? Newish. Okay. It's not like right brand new at this moment. It, okay. it was. It's very much. It gives. It's a very similar like A two four vibes, and sort of like you know indie horror. But is it A two four? No, no, it's not. There was a trailer um, I saw for A two four film at the cinema. A new one. Oh, um, that's made by the it's two called... YouTubers. Yeah, um, yeah. with the hand, the hand, and the yeah, yeah. That's two oh, Austra- that. two Australian YouTubers. Um, we're like oh we want to make it Um, and then there was another film I watched but I cannot fucking remember the name of it and long story short it was a British found footage horror film about a group of three guys investigating a church that is believed to have had an encounter of a spiritual presence Um, and I equally when I got to the end of that I thought the twist at the end was fantastic Uh, I can't um, remember what it that's called. It's a great film. It begins with B. That's it, it's just basically I was scrolling through um Internet Plus. <laughs> and then basically, yeah. That, oh, that I can't remember good. what that's called. Yeah, I was I wanted to say Boneyard, but it's not called Boneyard. No. No. But yeah, they, they were they were my main ones. Um there wasn't really Oh yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy Three, Volume Three. Is that all right? I'm, I'm yeah. not going to see it, but <laughs> no, like I would say, if you like the Guardians films, it's a perfect end to the Guardians, and it, mm. and it is an end because I worried when I was going in, I was like, oh, here we go, it's going to be like the Guardians will return, but in fact, it was actually a really decent. Um, yeah, I would recommend it. I think it's a shame though because with with, with what Marvel's been putting out, when I saw this film, I had such low expectations, but it raised them again i was like oh shit you can have a good marvel movie like these mm. are this is really I decent suppose, I, I suppose it's james it's james gunn isn't it who did the mm-hmm. other two and he he's he's decent isn't he as a yeah well he he just openly like there i don't want to spoil it because i i know like just especially okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but yeah really good characters get like really good roundups and the story i thought was great and it probably features one of the best villains in a long time in a marvel film um so yeah i would i would recommend cool very good you it that's me yeah so a few weeks ago i went to an advanced screening of um bo is afraid oh um, is it good the new ariaster film mm. um i really liked it it, it's a it's a really difficult film to talk about because well I get it, you in no, okay I mean to be fair <laughs> this is it's not an indictment on you oh, well I need a few more I, I, more than one watch is that what you say I, I I think so because I think I yeah. need more than one watch and I'm seeing yeah. it again next week, um, it's basically I I feel like it the the sort of head to a two four were like talking to Ari Aster. And saying, okay, we we don't really want a horror from you, Ari. We kind of want something lighter. We want, want like a comedy or something. And Arias was like, okay, leave it with me. And he's he's brought out this nightmarish three-hour odyssey, um, which I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call a horror film. As I say, I I think it's just a really super fucked up comedy, um, a bit like Charlie Kaufman, 
uh, so things like being John Malkovich and um, Synecdoche, New York, and stuff like that. It's very surreal. I think Ari is very good at capturing what anxiety feels like. Um, I, I, I think you sort of get that not only from Hereditary, but especially from Midsummer. I think, particularly with me, I, th- I think that is my favourite of the three films he's made. But with Bo is Afraid, it's literally about a man played by Joaquin Phoenix, <clears throat> who's um, middle-aged and sort of lives alone in this like rat-ass apartment. And... Uh, stepping outside is just he's faced like tsunamis of people just like threatening him and sort of getting in his way and uh doing really strange things and he, he's unable to sort of cope with that and he always just wants to keep inside and that's his that's how it goes. but then he gets some bad news about his mum and he has to try and find a way to get to his mum's house and that's what the whole movie is basically is him trying to travel to his mum's house but things just keep getting in the way and obstacles are basically just people around him and people were somehow trying to stop him from going and stuff like that um it's a it's a it's a it's a film that's filled with images you can't get out of your mind and because i think i i do interpret it as a being like a dream movie like just a really bad dream um when you're when you leave the cinema these images just come into you so disparately and so sort of like uh, out of context that it does feel like you've just woken up from a really bad dream um and i think that's the sort of effect it gives i'm not entirely sure if it's my favorite ariaster film um I think I need to watch it again to really um, go for that, uh, to, to really sort of um, uh, work that out. But it's sort of, it's a, it, it's, it's, it's definitely his most interesting. It's definitely, it's, it's, although it covers very similar themes. So like grief, depression, anxiety that have been covered before in Hereditary and Midsummer, it feels very, very different. It's very much like, Again, as I say, someone just gave Ari Aster a load of money to do whatever he wanted, and he just he, he punked this. There are a few there are a few flaws in it. Um, there's a section in the middle that probably goes a little bit too long. As I say, it's a, the film's about three hours, so I think I think maybe 10, 20 minutes could have been cut out of that. But I think overall, it's a very overwhelming experience. And as I say, I I don't think I can really judge it properly without seeing it a second time, which I'm doing next week. So. Um, I, I, I thought it was very impressive um, and very good. Um, and also with the screening I went to, it was sort of introduced by Ariaster as well. He sort of came out very awkwardly, very anxiously, which pretty much embodies his, his movies, I think. <laughs> and he was just sort of saying, well, what can I say about the film? Well, um, it's, it, it's surprisingly funny. Um, and he's sort of going through that. So, cause he clearly, he, I, I, I'm not sure if he entirely knew that he was going to be like sort of wheeled out and he was only there for like, I don't know, five minutes maximum and just, and then just went out again. <laughs> but, um, it kind of, it, it kind of shows how, how hard this film is to talk about. And I reckon once you, once you three have all seen it, I think you'll understand what I mean. <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk about. Also, there is one scene, not to spoil anything, but it's built up throughout the film that, um, uh, Bo is scared of his um, attic or that there's something in his attic that he's afraid of and that's sort of built up towards the end where you finally see what's in the attic and I'll tell you what you're not prepared 
none of you will be prepared for what is in the attic and i was and uh you know the screening i was at as well there were a few i think there are a few people there's definitely one one person on my row who left about three quarters of the way through um i suppose i understand why but there's a bit in the sort of like it's pretty much like a five act movie it's quite episodic um and in the fourth act there's there's something that happened that's just that's just bizarre just completely ridiculous and bizarre and uh, I think that was enough for one woman on my row. She was like, no, nope, I can't deal with this. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I, I think there will be people who just who just can't cope with this film. Um, I also do advise, if you're as anxious as I am, I, I would recommend going with someone just to kind of share that experience with. Because when I, when I left the cinema, I just full on dissociated to the point where it was like i felt like everyone was an obstacle and, and you know going out in sort of central london with all the like neon lights and stuff it becomes quite sort of you know for someone who has anxiety like myself it's kind of like ah um so i recommend going with someone if if, if you're in that state of mind but I, I would say it's a very it's a very good film um what else watched uh silo the first episode of silo which is on apple tv plus yeah i was gonna start that yeah yeah it's it's quite it's quite good so far Basically, um, dystopian world in which I think only 10% of the human race has survived. Um, and they survive in these sort of um, elaborate underground bunkers. Um, and they're brought up on this sort of weird belief that if they went outside, they would die. So everyone assumes that it's like a sort of desert wasteland or there's gases, so they'll just die. But apparently there's something actually out there and it's not what the authority says it is. Um, very interesting, very interesting premise. Um, and it's sort of, it, it reminded me a lot of the Fallout games, um, you know, when they're all sort of in the vault. Remind me a bit sort of classic sort of platonic premise as well, where it's like your reality is is this and then people discover something outside of that reality and that's the actual reality, kind of like, you know, like Matrix or whatever. It's kind of that kind of similar premise where everyone believes that it's best to keep, stay inside the silo it's best just to stay here. We'll all be safe here. Um, everything outside, it will just kill you. Whereas that turns out not to be the case. And so people who are sort of brave enough to go out there are kind of the, the heroes, so, so to speak. Um, it's it's quite good so far. I mean, qu quite a good cast as well. Um, I won't be able to pronounce his name right, so I'm sorry. But David Oyelowo um, and Rashida Jones from The Office and Parks and Recreation and... Um, Rebecca Ferguson turns up at the end of episode one as well. I think she features much heavily. She plays like her an engineer, I think. Um, but for, for, pretty good. I mean, a Apple TV Plus are pretty decent when it comes to their shows. There are a few duds in there, but it's uh, um, it's pretty strong so far. Um, I also watched um, also on Apple TV Plus um, the uh, film called Still, um, which is a documentary about Michael J. Fox um, and mainly about his um his parkinson's uh, disease uh really good documentary i i, I kind of wish it was longer it's only about an hour and a half i reckon they could have squeezed out another 20 minutes but it's um so it's it's a really so it basically goes through his history so you know how he got started in acting and then he was on um family ties the sitcom and then there's this great there's a great scene where they try and sort of dramatize what it was like to film family ties and back to the future at the set at this pretty much at the same time and it's just it just looks exhausting so he just like gets you know wheeled sort of wheeled around in sort of these taxis and everything like that and just have about three hours sleep and then go go on set the next morning family ties and then go on to back to it's just look, looks the same but it the, the parkinson's aspects are, are done extremely well because i think i mean as someone who has a disability it, it's quite 
um annoying whenever you get these depictions where it's like oh we're all miserable we can't we can't cope and then you there's like people like uh, we, like people like wanting to elicit tears from like non-disabled people and stuff like that whereas this you know he makes jokes about it you know obviously it's very painful for him and it's it, it's also traumatic but i think they don't remove from the um the the humor aspect of it as well i mean there's a scene when he um falls over in front of someone and they sort he sort of picks himself up, up and the and the person just say, Are you, you okay? I'm all, all right. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just took me off my feet, is all. <laughs> it's a great, it's just great. So it, just stuff like that is just um uh really enjoyable to watch. And um uh, it was good to because I, I I don't think I've seen I, I'd seen Michael J. Fox in anything other than Back to the Future. Um so I haven't seen like Teen Wolf or anything like that. So, um, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I did see Frighteners. I don't think I ever finished Frighteners, but it's um, amazing. Oh, Scrubs as well. We had like a cameo in Scrubs, um, which is good. Yeah, way well, um, out OCD. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it, it kind of makes me want to seek out his 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 other films. Um, but no, yeah. So that's pretty much what I've, what I've watched. Jess, um, I have watched loads of stuff. I've just forgotten everything. But the one thing that has stuck in my mind because it was traumatizing uh, was Girl in the Basement. Yeah, on the, that's on Paramount, I think. Yeah, it's on Paramount. It's um, based on the true story, but the actual true story is a lot more traumatizing. The abuse was a lot worse because um, I obviously had to read up all about it afterwards. Um, but the film itself <coughs> is very, very good. Do you recommend watching it? But you will be traumatized afterwards. Is, is that <laughs> the is that the one where the um, the family of like with the group of boys? No, it's no. where the oh, that, dad. That was horrible. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's that yeah. one's. No, but the dad locks his daughter in the basement, and then proceeds to have children with her. Um, and the rest of the family don't know where she's gone. They just think she's run away. So um, she's sort of Joseph Fritzl, sort of. Yeah, and it, very, it is a true story Fritzl. as well. Right. It did actually happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's a good watch though. Um, and then I also watched. Um, How's Moving Castle? Because uh, yes. I hadn't oh, seen it before, and it was really, really good. It was great. Really enjoyed it. I'm going to go watch all the others because the only other film I've seen is Totoro. So I was like, I need to watch all of them. Mm. Um, uh, only yeah. Yesterday was was one of my favourites. I've only seen about three of them, but Only Yesterday is a really good, really good one. On Netflix, there's one that's on there now called When Marnie Was There. I'd recommend that one. That one's really mm. good. I think Netflix has got like all of them now. Yeah, I think mm. they do. I yeah. think a few years ago they just had. Uh, got them all yeah yeah so i'm definitely gonna work my way through so very good but yeah that's it really and i've got a cat <laughs> i was given a cat and he's taken up all of my time so yeah oh. well we haven't chose a film for our next episode i think we should do that one that we just mentioned which one the the oh. other Kev either I mean I'd recommend Speak No Evil. Sorry, I'm eating a <laughs> I'm sorry. It's got a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for all the initial listeners, he's noshing on something especially mm. especially long. Big, girthy, <laughs> succulent. Mm. <laughs> Has an aftertaste that's a bit questionable. <laughs> Did you just say earthy? <laughs> earthy, yeah. <Ooh. laughs> Very earthy. Um, 
I was gonna say either speak no evil I think would be a good one that I think you guys would really enjoy. Yeah. But I don't know the name of it. But that one that we literally just mentioned of the girl in the basement, but the other one. No. Because not that, that one no. that one is a um it's horrible. Is a watch and a half. It's horrible. Yeah, oh yeah, no, hundred percent. It was when you find out it's a real, hundred percent true story. Yeah, as well. it's just, it's, it's just no, no, we can't do that. No, that's like a dance hot pick. That, that's not, that's not. No, I don't guys. even want Jess to watch it. To be honest, no. <laughs> Sorry, not allowed. <laughs> I think that settles it then with that reaction. <laughs> so what? Let's go. No, it's horrible. It's mean. It's no. God, that's got to be something we can watch. I mean, you um, made me watch Swamp Ape, but all right. Yeah, but that's fun. <laughs> that's just mean. Poor girl, stripped. she's naked at one point. She's only about 10, isn't she? Or 15? I don't know. She's. She's I mean the actress, the, the, the actress, yeah. the, the actress herself, I think, was of age. But yes, there's like well, she no, wasn't, she wasn't meant to be so. Well, no, but what what she had a load no. of thirteen year olds like oh no, it's yeah. horrible. No, we're not doing that. Cool. Well, so we're decided <laughs> oh. that one then. <laughs> Let's have a vote. <laughs> Can we not have any more of it? We're gonna have to come up with something. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. we we have to I think you guys that. should watch Speak No Evil. Yeah. I generally think that you guys would really enjoy that. And it had such a good twist at the end that I thought, and I am interested. Speak I don't, No Evil. Yeah, I don't want them to really remake it. But then when I heard that James McAvoy's been attached to it as a fa another fa a famous actress as well that's has a been. Foreign one. So that's yeah. a dance hot pick as well. What about the main You'll like it. You'll like it. <sighs> Anyway, that, that, turn on the have, subbies. Let's have a, let's have a think about it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. There's other films I've watched as well. I've watched Resident Evil, that new one. Um, the new Resident Evil. Yeah, Raccoon City one. Oh, on, is that on Netflix? Yeah, something like that. I watched that. There's there's, there's been a few. There's been a few. Okay, we're, we're everything, and you know, <laughs> we'll leave the audience in anticipation. Of in anticipation. Yeah. So, uh... Leave us down in the comments. Out of those two, which one do you want to watch? <laughs> no, no, we no. don't even know what we'll it's called. We'll put a poll up. We'll put a poll up. Twitter. We don't even know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Just... You know, some film with oh, it's, it's mean. <laughs> that film that's mean. <sighs> okay. So. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's the Bones Horror Pod. You want to email us, it's the Bones Horror Pod at gmail.com. And uh, Facebook can still go fuck itself. And then, what else are we on? Instagram. Don't really know and really post on Instagram, do they? I need you to submit a password. I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, hopefully. And maybe Dan will be oh, back as well. I'm oh. away the next three weekends. Sorry. Oh, where are you going? Uh, I'm seeing, I'm at a gig next week. The week after, I'm at a festival. And a week after, I'm on a cruise. Okay. So we might have to do it without Jess or. <laughs> you, yeah. We're chat. Hopefully, in a couple of weeks, we'd, we'd do an episode. So maybe we'd do that horrible one then that would yeah. generate no views on YouTube. Um, 
<laughs> I can't remember when it came. It was in the nineties it came out. I think. I think we went from having twenty five thousand downloads to like, what to fifteen on Possessor. I think at one point. <laughs> yeah, so, Possessor uh, didn't do well at all. No. <laughs> so, uh, Go watch okay. it. You're watching this. Watch yeah, it. Watch it. Really good stuff. episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll all see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for watching and listening, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.